In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's February 7th, 2016, and you're listening to episode 107 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And I think we misjudged this con. Oh, we made it to the pre-con party. Yeah, I mean, I mean the con itself, the tickets were really expensive, but it looked like there was going to be stuff going on outside, so like, yeah, we figured we'd go anyway. Yeah, and like, there was plenty of party happening in the lot. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know, was there a fandom that was really big that had like black cats and like horses in it because everybody's dressed up in cosplay from that fandom and, and it, i don't know what it is and it's, it's only like the two like is there a fluffy fandom or was there an anthro fandom yeah is this some anime that i don't know because that's usually the problem with, that's usually the thing at fan expo like if i don't recognize a costume it's, usually it's probably like, okay, anime, anime yeah so so maybe it's an anime thing yeah. I, I thought i'd see at least one other peggy carter here <laughs> no and they're not even hogwarts colors man i know like like no nobody nobody's getting any of the lines and nobody's getting any of the like I don't know the super the superb owl co- con is kind of a kind of a bummer I guess Aww. if you don't really know this fandom. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if you don't get what we're talking about by yes, now, today is Super Bowl Sunday, and Super Bowl is basically a giant uh, geek convention for those who are football minded in the football yes. fandom. It's for football geeks. So tell us, do you know the stats of your favorite team? Do you wear their colors? Do you wear special costumes? Do you have superstitions or specific uh, actions or routines that go around, that revolve around the game? If you do, you are a geek. (laughs) You are a geek and you are in a fandom. Surprise, sports fans. Congratulations. (laughs) You have a fandom too. Yes, you do. I've been working all day, so I haven't even seen any of the pre-show or anything. Not that I probably would have anyway. Nah. Because why? <laughs> well, I'm, I, not, I have no interest in football. Why would I watch this? <laughs> I, I, I never, ever, ever can retain the rules to football. I really can't. The only rules I know is that, like, apparently for some reason they have to stop and start every two seconds. <laughs> like, the ball's in play for two seconds, and then it's out of play for right. a My husband just tried to explain it to me. They have so ma- so much time to get so many yards and so many downs, and I'm like, ha, ah, ha, 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 ha. Okay, no, it's just not staying interesting yeah. for me. Like I said, this is one of those anime fandoms I don't get. But, yeah. Hey, if you really like it, then go you. And your fandom has a much bigger budget than any of yes, mine. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, Disney's probably rivaling that right about now because Marvel does fall inside of the Disney fa- if family. You, if you combine the budgets of all oh. the Marvel movies, though, yeah, <laughs> considering how many billions they make on advertising, that's true. But um, yeah, that's I left cool. the boys, i.e., my my husband and my son, with oven baked. Fried chicken legs and a veggie platter, and basically, okay, if you decide to watch, it's there, and if you decide not to watch, that's okay, too, and I'll come home, and I'll get updated, and all right, from the sounds of it, from the last message I got, they are planning on watching it, however, I predict there will be, a, within 15 minutes, there's going to be a sidestep into video games. <laughs> that sounds like a perfectly fun time, too. Yeah, so, um... The, the only reason I really tune in is to, A, see the halftime show, because it's entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, some of the times. Yeah. 
and B, so I will know what the rest of the world is talking about. Okay, who won? Okay, great. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Who won the kitties or the horsies? Yes. Because, two up here, we don't even get the commercials, so. Yeah. Yeah, we have to check them out online because a Canadian station has the rights to show it in Canada. And so the other, so cable companies and satellite companies have to show, have to broadcast the Canadian feed of it, even on those American stations. Yeah. Yeah, well. So this is by why your Canadian friends will be like, huh? When you talk about the great Super Bowl commercials or why they're not live tweeting the the commercials with you. Yeah. So, because we can't see them. So anyways. So meanwhile. Meanwhile, we have fibery goodness and stuff to do. Yes, lots of fibery goodness. Yeah. Because Lots of different kinds of fiber goodness. Yes. Would you like to go first? Well, like adventures a, in knitting. Okay, we'll do mine. We'll do mine first. All right. I am knitting a whole bunch of baby stuff. Not for me. Yes. I know. Important caveat. That, to that, add. that is a caveat that it has to be. At. No, I am not create gestating another human being. Uh, I do know a bunch of people that are due between April and May. To the point where I'm like, really? Was Canada Day last year that romantic? All of you are due in the same time? Really? Was there something in the water that <laughs> I that I did not drink? <laughs> so there is baby stuff going on all over the place. This is super secret project number one. <laughs> I can't talk about what it is right now, but I do plan on actually having it delivered within the next, say, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So once I've actually put it in a package with yes. the intention of it being out of my hands, it will, it, it, the notes on it will go up and the pictures and stuff like that will yes. actually flip up. Because that's why my Ravelry has been static is because so much of what I'm doing right now is, is Prezi stuff. And it was fun. It was, it's satisfying very because it, it keeps your attention. Anyway, this is really, really mysterious because I can't see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you'll be packed, this will be packed up and ready to go. Yes, because obviously all I'm missing are these little accessories here. Yes. Thingamajiggy, do what's-its for all of you people who have no idea what I'm talking about. So, moving on to something else. Here's something I can talk about. Spling! It's sparkly, too. Ooh. Do you remember... finished. Do you remember a while ago I did the daughter air... Tried to do the daughter air socks? Yep. And they were too small, even over my little feet? Yep. That's the urn. Ooh. I basically ripped it out. That is the Jaffrey uh, Tam. Oh, pretty. And I keep, every time I say that, I keep wanting to say Joffrey, and I think of Game of Thrones. (laughs) So many lovely twisted stitches. It is by Michelle Wang. But I'm not even sure what uh, yarn this was, because it's been without a label for so long. But it's sock yarn that has, um, like, even I vaguely remember it, but I can't remember... I'm sure if we, well, actually, if we go back in the show notes, in the I'm, show notes, I'm sure I'll find out which uh, yarn it was that I was trying to make yeah. into the daughter air. But um, for color references, it is a muted for muted forest green with some ochre and some browns, and it has silver sparkling through it. Oh yes, would you call Sparkly this angel fire? Sounds... What would you call that? Oh, because it looks like tinsel. It. It's probably just. Um... Stellina. Okay. Like, now, this has technically not been blocked yet, because yeah. it is supposed to be a tam, so yeah. really it should have a bit more structure, Yeah. rather than just being a big Rastafarian blob. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that this time, because the last time, <laughs> this is twice for this pattern, I tried to make this pattern before, and I ran out of yarn, and I made what looked like a, you know, a nipple on the top, because it was a darker color. <laughs> 
And I and I blocked it and I took it off and it was just sort of like a disaster. It didn't work. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that this time around it is, you know, I had more than enough yarn to get through it. I'm really hoping the blocking will go better this time around. <laughs> and that's all I have to say so about it that. Look like a boob. Yeah, it doesn't look like a boob. Well, th- at least this time it doesn't have a nipple right in the middle. <laughs> yes. Because the last time I had, I think I had a lilac, a light purple. I ran out of it. So I had a medium colored purple. So it literally did look like a boob. <laughs> a nice purple boob with a purple nipple on it. Anyways, moving on. This is stuff that I spun over the holidays. Ooh. This has not yet been fulled. Lots of yarn. So this is from Wellington Fiber Arts. Oh, the, um, lovely. The neutral is from Wellington. And the teal is from Gemini, probably one of their Lewitts. And what I did was plied them together. And I've got three long skeins, basically. And they're hanging because they have not been fulled because when I finished doing this... It was still around the turn of the of the year when it was actually cold, and I normally full and leave them outside to dry. Yeah. And if I did that, they would I'd freeze. Ha- I would have frozen yarn. And if I'd really thought about it, I could have done it today. Yeah, today because was nice. it's freaking nice outside. Yeah. It's like you only need a medium weight sweater to go outside. Yeah. Ooh, pretty. So the groundhog's prediction was true. Spring is practically sprung. Yeah, and so you've got basically one ply is the teal and one ply yes. is the neutral. Yes. So then you, you've barber pulled them basically. Right. And the whole exercise is really just to try and get better and better at consistency, which mm-hmm. is you know it, if they're worsted weight, fine. I'm I will eventually get to. Yeah. My goal is fingering weight, but um, right now the goal is consistency. So. Very nice. There is that. Because like I told you, one of my goals was to spin all the stuff, all the fluff that I had. And I had done that until a certain Miss Katie gave mm-hmm. me something for Christmas. Ooh. And this was a braid, Designs by Amber, of a merino wool top. Now there is still, I would say, another so another 40% to go. Oh my god, it's so soft. Isn't it though? It's like kittens. And I... I can't remember what the colorway is called, but I call that strawberry lemonade. Yeah, it's a lot of different pinks, including slightly darker, more brownie pinks, and like really bright raspberry pink a little bit, and then like softer bubblegum pink is pretty. Yep. So I have 40% of this still to go, and it's taking me longer than the others because uh, just for myself, I find when the roving is put into those braids, Mm -hmm. I find I have to do a lot of pre-drafting. Yeah. Otherwise, I get a lot of the yank and snap yeah. going on. and I'm, But, you know, it is still super pretty, and I am still super happy with it. And my plan for this, similar to what I did before, is to get a neutral, maybe something in the cream, to mm-hmm. ply it with. Yep. And make a worsted out of that. Ooh. And my, and my plan to make with it, hope, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping I'll have enough, is the juniper, I think it's called the juniper scarf. That's, um, mm-hmm. that's recently come up since this past fall, maybe. And it's a worsted weight, and I think it looks very lovely. So there's that. This is a baby present. This is the vivid, these are all vivid squares in oh, patches. Oh, pretty. In various purples and blues and greens and grays and, there's some... And that's the Vivid Blanket by Tink and Knits. Knits. Yes. 
And when I have 24 of them, they become a blankie. Ooh, and pretty. this is a lesson about what needle size you have to remember <laughs> because I put this down a while ago. And I'm, one of the things I really like about doing Vivid is you can make one of these in an evening and feel yep. that satisfaction about getting something accomplished. Yeah. Only I wasn't really paying attention to what needles I picked up. <laughs> and it came out about half an inch too small on all sides. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's maybe, what, 70% of the size that it yeah. should be? It's very pretty. It's still a cutie, and I'll keep It'll it. It'll make a very nice little coaster or something. Or something. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways. But this is what I like to do with my leftovers of sake on a fingering wipe. For people who are asking about that on the uh, on the message board. Yes. But I like to do. This is something special for a friend. Ooh, pretty. And it is called Shiny. Wow. Ten, ten points if you immediately got the uh, Firefly reference. Ooh, Shiny. But these are fingerless mitts that are designed to specifically resemble Kaylee's ball gown. Yes. So it has tears. It has ruffles. Tears. Tears. Around what would be a skirt area. It has a yeah. cinched area around the waist. And then yeah. it has this bodice yeah. with the uh, center buttons going down. And it, I find it absolutely adorable. It's really pretty. All right, let's see. And, <laughs> hey, we've been gone for a while. Yeah, I know. Ugh. This is why we need to podcast more I know! <laughs> Ooh. This, is, um, this, you will recognize the yarn. Yes. Doctor Who and yes, Vincent. Vincent and the Doctor. And I am making zipper socks by Patty Waters. Ooh. By From the Cauldron, I think? It is. Yes. I believe. The yarn. And it works really well with the, the color. Yes, it does. The color spiraling. And I am keeping these. Ooh. Because <laughs> As I, you should. I know. I, I was thinking that, okay, I can start off, you know, that Christmas or birthday knitting early and I'll put these away and... And when it comes to that month and I'm starting to panic, I'll pull it. No, these are freaking Vincent Van Gogh socks. They're mine. They're freaking mine, is what they are. I have to say also, a uh, random note, a uh, giant shout out, thank you, is this them? To Katie. Stitch Sisters. Stitch Sisters, because yeah. I went to go do knitting to finish up that Jeffrey hat. Mm-hmm. To find that my interchangeable needle had literally snapped. Oh dear. Literally. Like, That's it, not good. Yeah. So, um, like no. The wood part of the, the yes. tip of the needle had snapped. It had snapped right there at oh, the right, collar. Right, right, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't a case of where I could twist it off and. Yeah. Um, anyways. So knowing that Katie had the same set, I, I sort of went very pitifully to her and asked her if I could borrow her tips <laughs> until um until i finish the project yes it's katie of the stitch sisters podcast yes so thank you very much thank you thank you thank you and i will return them as fast as i can because <laughs> technically they are also the same size i need for the vivid sock vivid uh blanket but anyways that's besides the point okay i got that i got that added that and that and that and that and let me see is there anything else anything else no <laughs> You get this look on your face. Yeah, because I'm guilty. Guilty of? I haven't done anything on the Bob Socks all holiday. <laughs> I haven't done a damn thing. 
a part of me is go part of me in my brain in my rational brain is making all kinds of excuses going you've got babies to knit for and you've got things to do and you've got like these are things that we're we're you know we didn't plan there's another part of me going yes so why'd you make the hat <laughs> and why are you making the zipper socks why are you why aren't you working on the bob socks? Be, be, because i don't wanna because i don't i be, be, because when <laughs> because I'm, shiny because when i'm done with them i have to show them to people <laughs> Yes, I'm very nervous about doing those again. I really have no excuses, and I'm, I'm, I'm. Karen's here. She'll whip me into shape. Yep, she will. Watch. Yeah, she Watch. will. Anyways, okay. So spinning. Yes, I think that's it for me. Any progress on the weaving? No, no progress on the weaving because I told you that the loom flipped me the bird the last time I tried it. Yes. And I have to get new pieces. Mm-hmm. And I have not ordered new pieces yet, only because I've been a little bit money wary. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the it's been the the time after Christmas where you sort of have to right. do, like wait a second, take stock of like okay, and funds. I need to make sure I has them right. And big news in the Salter household: my husband has been cleared by the Canadian government. He now has permanent residency. Yay! Guys, you do not know how long this has been going on. Sweet Jesus. Karen does. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much as long as I've known you. This has been going on for a long, long, long time. Yes. It has been bureaucratic hell, basically. Yes. It has been red tape hell. Um, This is what hell looks like for me. If I am a bad person and I go to hell, this is what it is. (laughs) Um, So I have been a little bit worried about spending extra funds on that because there might be a fee here or a fee there to finish up stuff like OHIP cards or, you know, we have to, oh, we have to pay a fee to get this rushed and do this and do that because technically he still can't work and things like that. Yeah, he, but he has been approved by the government. Yeah. So there's some some official steps that you need to do before everything will be settled. You guys, never else in my life will you hear me say this, but... It will feel so good to be normal. <laughs> I am looking forward to us being a normal family. Yes, a normal family that can leave the country all Leave the country together. Both of us are allowed to work. and Or if one of you wants to travel, that can just drive you over to the airport. Yes, because Buffalo. if I wanted to go, you know, to Arizona, it would be a lot cheaper to drive across the border to Buffalo and take a domestic flight yeah. than via Toronto. Yeah. Or then to have to book, like, the Airbus to yes. get to Buffalo. Because they come and pick you up at some weird hours. Yeah. Just for one of you to be like, drive the car over. Hey, I'm dropping off my spouse. Yeah. Drop them off. Drive back. I was just dropping off my spouse. Back home. So anyways, <laughs> moving on. What's Karen's big news? Okay. So, um, I have been doing all the things, including a couple things I can't really talk about at the moment. Yes. Because reasons. Um, but... <laughs> I have, that doesn't mean I haven't been doing lots of other stuff because it's the time of year when I'm like, oh God, I want to keep doing, I want to do all the things. Um, So you were casting on all the things and I was trying to finish all the things. And so, okay, thinking back, um, I finished the Myrtle scarf. I still need to wash it. I still need buttons for it, but it is, the knitting is done. I have, I finished the cowl for mom for Christmas. Yay. In time. So that was a little surprise for her on Christmas morning. Um, I have started a pair of socks just using like a scroll. I think it's usually called like a scroll lace, um, from, but it's in one of my, my lace stitch dictionaries. It's from one of my, one of my Japanese ones, um, which 
if you if you've seen the picture, I believe it's in the the show notes for episode one hundred and five. Someone asked me about the stitch dictionaries I have, so I took a picture of all of them. <laughs> there are a lot, a lot, but like you kind of need a lot of stitch dictionaries so that when you're thinking of things and yes, I'm finding this out. Small d designing things. I'm not designing things in the sense that I'm like publishing, but you know when I when I want to make a pair of socks and I don't. Want to do a pattern that ex- I don't have a pattern that exists that I want to do, you know. It helps to have lots of things to look for, look through, so you can find the one thing that's like, yes, that is what I'd like to do. That fits the image I have in my head. So yes, I have a lot of those. You can see a picture, but yeah. So I'm just doing those in. Uh, it's Indigo Dragonfly, um, the Merino Nylon Sock. I can't remember the, the official name. I forget if they just call it Merino Nylon Sock or it's one of the ones that has a special name. In the Hungry Hungry Distopos. <laughs> colorway which has lots of like teals really dark lovely teals mm-hmm. and like browns and other stuff in it and it is pretty and it's getting slightly sparkly because the bag I have it in, it's one of the it's the bag i got from the swap and the lining fabric is sparkly and i'm finding little bits of sparkle on the sock so they're sort of by default sparkly socks nice um but yes those are going well one of them half the foot the stitch pattern doesn't really match the rest of the sock or the, the or the other sock because it's um, the pattern I'm using. It's one where if you picture like a six stitch pattern repeat, right? There are decreases, a single decrease stacked on top of each other on one side of the pattern decrease of the of the pattern repeat, and then on the other side of the repeat you have yarn overs which get one stitch closer to the decreases, right? With every row that you do. So when I started the second sock, I'd been doing the first sock for like the entire foot. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I know. I totally know this. I totally, I don't need to look at the, I don't need to look at the pattern. Famous last words. Um, except I forgot that, uh, the rows of the pattern repeat that I've been doing, they don't have plain rows in between. It's just pattern row every single time. Got it. On every round. So the second one, I put plain rows in between every row. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why isn't this all getting all like weird and curly like the other one? Like the other fabric is sort of like it's really textural because it's, you know, it's all pulling all the decreases stacked together are pulling the fabric in one way. And I was like, why is this turning out like more flat? And then I looked at the pattern. <laughs> or no, and then I I think I didn't I don't think I actually looked at the pattern. I think I just looked at the other sock and I'm like, what the hell? And then oh, there's no plain rows in between. <laughs> that would change it. So yeah, so the I didn't bother ripping back. I don't. I don't care. It's just a pair of socks that I'm. They have you know, personality for me. It's like I don't care enough to rip back half the foot. Other things I am working on. Good lord, what else am I working on? I started the zigzag scarf by Christy Cam. It's C H R I S T Y K A M M, and I'm doing it in. I would have to double check. I'm doing it in one of the Lang yarns. It's not the Mille Colori baby that they asked for. It's a similar weight and it similarly has like color changes, but I think the Mille Colori baby has more colors. Okay. Um, and this one, I'm using it with um, some of the Knit Picks Chroma that I got in the replacement package for the package, which never ah. again reared its head. And these two seem to have like longer sort of color changes than the others, than the ones that were used in the original scarf. Um, but it's still really pretty. It's a nice little zigzag scarf and it's dead easy. I haven't worked on it in a little while just because I've been busy trying to do other things. But 
you know, it's a really easy pattern. It's really nice just to sit back and and just, just go. Let your fingers on go. It. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like one decrease and one increase every row that creates the little chevrons, and it looks really pretty when you alternate the alternate the colors. I have been tempted to cast on something else. <laughs> You're always tempted to cast on something else. I know. But... But, because this year I actually remembered in early February, oh yeah, there's that shawl, the crocus shawl, that I've been wanting to do for years now, and I always remember when the crocuses come up, and I always think, oh, it would be nice to have that shawl done for when the crocuses come up in April. And I'm always like, well, maybe I'll do it next year. And then I forget until the following April. So I'm like, part of me is like, I want to get started on this soon. But... Part of me is also like, I have other stuff I'm doing. And the crocus shawl, I did start it at one point and work on it a little bit. It is one of those ones where I have to like, I have to highlight, take a highlighter oh, and color every single row. Because this is not it, TV needing. Not really. Not unless it's like TV that I already have watched. Okay. And know fairly well. But it's super pretty. I want to see. Now, is it a shawl? A shawlette? It's a shawl. Okay. There are three different sizes. I think the smallest one would kind of count as a shawlette. But there's there's like a small, medium, and large. The Crocus Shawl by Hiroko Payne. H-I-R-O-K-O-P-A-Y-N-E. Wow. Isn't it pretty? It has noops or beads or both, and it is epic. Like you can see all these lovely little gathers. Yeah. Right there for the flowers. And, and all of it those is... beads. Wow. Yeah. So would you want to use noops or beads? I think I might want to use beads, but for that I need to go to the bead store and get beads. I thought maybe I bought beads like a while ago, but maybe I didn't. And if I did, I have no idea where they are. So I should probably go back to the bead store. There you go. Yep. They're no good to you if they're not in front of you. Yeah. If I can't find them. My grandfather used to say, I've got a sister in the Navy. She's no good to me here either. <laughs> um, And then part of the reason I haven't started that is also because we, there's another thing we might be starting, which we can t- discuss later. And also because um I have I have been distracted by, by new project thingies and new new crafts. Yes. Basically. Since, since the, we've last podcasted, Miss Karen has taken up Two new craft hobbies. Yeah. Well, I think post-apocalyptic them, skills. I think I did kind of mention one of them last time. I yes, may you have did. also mentioned po- the did. possibility of trying another. So yes, I have started sewing and learning to sew because I have not sewn since like like grade eight, really, in like home ec class. And in that case, it was the saga of the demon bunny, which I should find and pay- take pictures of. You in like grade seven, we had to pick a. Um, we had to do a little sewing project, and we had to pick a pattern, a kit from a little catalog. So I picked, okay, there's a little, and a lot of them were like little stuffed you know, plush things. Okay. Quite a few of the guys in my class picked the fuzzy dice. Of course. Because boys. So I saw it was a small stuffed rabbit. I'm like, okay, this looks like it should be cool. Like it should be fine. We get the kit. It's all hand sewn. Mine, I swear to God, it's... The ears on it were supposed to be pointed. They look like the fingertips of gloves. They're rounded. Okay. Um, you were spo- The way the pieces fit together were supposed to give the bunny a pointed face. Mine is flat. Looks like it got hit by a car <laughs> and smushed. Um, it was supposed to have... The pieces, again, were supposed to be sewn together so that it had little arms and legs sort of sticking out. Mine are just little stumps. And to top it all off, the rabbit in this pattern was white. So you got white fur, which also meant 
that the eyes, the safety eyes that they grouped with it, are red. Eye. It looks demonic. <laughs> it would give a child nightmares. I should see if I can find it. I know it's still in my room somewhere. Maybe you can. Because like... I think the last time, because the last time I found it cleaning out my room, I found it. My mom and I both started howling with laughter over how terrible it is, and I decided to keep it. <laughs> Maybe you need to update it into Zombie Bunny or something. Yeah, it was. It's seriously terrible looking. So with that history of not being able to sew, I decided like, okay, no, seriously, I want to learn how to sew. So I've done a few project bags. I have collected some patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started collecting some fabric. Oh my God, I got to use some of that. Um, I've got... Someone has a brand new stash. Yeah, someone is trying not to add to that brand new stash too much, but keeps finding pretty stuff. And so I've got a, you know... Pile of patterns, some of which are, you know, fairly beginnery, and pile of patterns for like clothing, because I would like to learn to sew like clothing, um, partly for cosplay purposes. And so I've got a group of patterns either as like these are clothing items that are like set to say they're good for beginners, and then also a couple things which are like aspirational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this is pretty, and they only have one copy of this pattern left, so I'm going to grab it now, and and someday I will make it. At the moment, I've got fabric that I bought the other day for um, some flannelette to make some pajama pants. So maybe tomorrow, I by tomorrow night, I will have new pajama pants to wear to bed. And the whole, like, working on learning how to sew is a learning experience in itself. Because it's sort of like, I'm having to remember, like, okay, how did I go about learning to knit? Like, not just, like, the learning to do the thing part, but, like, how did I pick what patterns to do? Uh-huh. Or, like, how did I decide what next step to do? Or, like, you know, so this time I'm trying to decide, like, okay, what is the next step in the thing that I want to do that will teach me a thing? And, like, what is, like, you know, good for a beginner so I'm not setting myself up for too much failure, but also, like, is something that I want to do? Because I know there's some books where it'd be, like, you can go through and do each each project and that will give you, you know, expand your skills and stuff. But... I don't, there's some stuff I, I don't want to make. Okay, so that's fair. I'm yeah. sort of like, my, my tactic is sort of the same way, like I'm telling people with, when I teach knitting is like, find things that you want to do or something that you like and you want to do and then learn the skills to get that thing and to, to build on the skills that you already have. And you can sort of build your own little course. So I'm sort of like trying to remember that stuff and figure out how to to teach myself to sew especially because like with my work schedule like classes are not happening it's like oh they have a class on that night i work that night every week oh they have a class on night that i work every other night that week (laughs) oh they have a class on saturdays yeah that's not gonna work oh they have a class on sunday nope that's not gonna work either until the summer (laughs) yeah okay so it's basically sort of like on my own trying things Um, and then speaking of other things that I have tried. The next post-apocalyptic skill. So I think I mentioned that I was thinking of getting a rigid rigid head of loom. And a friend of ours had a rigid head of loom that is, this thing is from like the 1950s or the 1960s. Based on the pictures in the, in the little pattern instruction book and pattern book that comes with it, I'm guessing 1950s. All right. It is incredibly basic. It doesn't really have a spot to, like, put the heddle in the up or down position. It just has a spot to put it in neutral position. So I have been trying to weave, like, holding 
the heddle yeah. in the up position so I have a decent shed and like put the thing through, put the, the shuttle, shuttle through, through and like make sure I have enough to not make my, my work pucker or anything like that. But even with its quirk, and it's got, I should say too, the, the heddle on it, it's got, it's basically wire and each little heddle go, the wire goes up, it makes a little loop and then goes up to the, the top of the heddle. And this can be somewhat problematic when the wires kind of bend and don't allow the yarn to go past that little eye, that little loop. So the, it has its, its own little quirks, which means I don't know I'm going, how much weaving I'm actually going to do on this thing. However, having done some weaving on it and having woven a thing. Yes, she's got a thing. I have a thing. It is like, it's probably the width of a scarf, but it's definitely not the length of a scarf. It's more like a, a very narrow, like little like hand towel thing ish. Made out of handicrafter cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, having done this, I do want to do more of it. That's encouraging for some of I us want who haven't even gotten of, that far. Yeah, I do want to do more of it with better tools. Yes. <laughs> or with tools that are slightly less quirky. But yes, I do I do like it. I just used some like old like handicrafter cotton that I had downstairs in like the it's one of the Christmassy ones. It's white with little flecks of red and green, and then at one point I was like, you know what, I'm gonna throw another color in there. So I grabbed some pink that I had and did a few rows of, like, four stripes of pink over, like, six picks. So And then I did little fringes on the end. You so, made a thing! Ta-da! It is a thing! I haven't washed it yet, but... So it's still a little wobbly. And it's gonna be wobbly anyway. Just because of the nature of it. But it's kind of cool. I like you. It's your first thing. I like you weaving. And I have ideas. Of course, we all do. For, like, all the other things I want to do. And yay, Pinterest, for that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Pinterest. So, yeah, I've been checking out, like, prices of what kinds of looms are available from Canadian distributors, because holy crap, the dollar right now. I know. Um, yeah. And, like, checking out which ones have what, and, like, how much stuff costs, and narrowing things down. So far, I'm looking at, like, mainly looking at the um, Ashford Knitter's Loom, the Ashford Rigid Heddle Loom, or the Kromsky Harp. Kromsky Harp is the more expensive of the one, of all of them. Okay. And part of me is like, well, of course, if I go with one of the less expensive ones, then I have more money to buy more other weaving things, like another heddle or two, or another and yarn to go with it. And But we'll see. I'm still making decisions. Okay. But I'm thinking by the Knitter's Frolic, I will have made a decision and be buying a loom. Eee! <laughs> Excited. Oh, yes. And speaking of sewing things, Merry Belated Christmas. Whee! <laughs> awesome! Oh, God, I love those colors. Yay, good. I hoped you would. I love that. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I made Maggie a big project bag. Yes. It is like a big shawl-sized project bag. Nice. In, like, Christmassy-themed fabric, but it's like a, a turquoise and red. Yes. And a polka dot with like turquoise and green and red and pink. You can't guess what the color bags that I'm carrying around with me these days. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very well done. And that can carry. Yes, that can carry stuff in it. Yes. I figured a larger one could would be good because I knew you had smaller ones and I wasn't sure if you had it like many larger project bags. I was just thinking tonight because I was looking for my little because I've separated out my stitch markers into the little. The slim ones and the ones that are chunkier with charms on them, mm -hmm. bigger ones. And I was having trouble locating them, and, and it occurred to me that a year ago, I didn't have this many project bags. I didn't have this problem. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the more project bags you have, the more projects you can have go on the go at one time. Which is both a positive and a negative, depending <laughs> on how you view it. But, yes. so. Yes, so I think that's me. Squee! Yes, so moving into Geek Squee. Yes. Lots of geeky stuff. Yes. So starting with the earliest, I think, I will mention that I did see Star Wars. And did you actually see Star Wars? Or no, did I did just, not. You just heard the report from yep. and what, the husband and the kid. I will eventually see it. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, the, the, the offspring, um, really likes the Sith, <laughs> which doesn't really encourage me. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what the appeal is. I like the bad guys. Yes, actually he does. We, we do point, you, you do know those are the bad guys, right? Yep, I know. All oh, right. Okay. Okay then. Okay, tiny little evil genius. Yes. But what did you think? I really enjoyed it. Good. I mean, and that was even with less than optimal viewing conditions, considering I went on December 27th, and the movie was sold out, and I did not get there anywhere near long enough to get, like, the best seat I could, and also get popcorn. Yeah, so by the time I got in there, it was like, there were there were still some ski- seats up in the main section of the theater, but there were lots, there were quite a few more seats in the front rows, and I was like, oh, I could spend, like, 20 minutes walking around the upper part and be like... Hey, is this seat taken? Hey, is this seat taken? You know, ask everybody. Or I can just suck it up and get one of the front ones. So I sat in one of the front ones all way off to the side. Luckily, there was a family next to me who they had taken. There were four people in the family. They had taken four seats. But one of the kids was sitting on mom's lap for most of the movie. So they had just they just stuffed coats in that seat that Got was it. next to me. Yeah. So, like, I was actually able to turn so I could actually, like, look at the screen without cranking my neck to the side. Look up, um, look up Chewbacca's nostrils. Yeah. Basically. But even, you know, even with that, I really enjoyed myself. Okay. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm totally in for this next series. All right, then. Especially as it features a badass female character. Yes, it does. And a badass man of color. And, like, other badass ladies. And I really, really enjoy that. And I, I am, I am like drinking the tears of all the men's rights people who are like, why is there a female character in our Star Wars? I'm like, yes, yes, your <laughs> tears, your tears give me strength. <laughs> also, the great thing is like, I've seen so many people retweeting or like reblogging things on Tumblr where like they've overheard or have, you know, a kid themselves or have um you know a nephew or something like that but you know where they've heard a boy a young boy child say how much they love ray it's like yes rooting for the main female character is she ha- has she been every- in any of the uh the toy franchise though they are just coming out with some probably because everybody made a enough while. noise yes for quite a while there has been people being like where the hell is ray i mean they they said a bit or they, for a while they were saying that they didn't have her in all the toy lines or something like that because they didn't want to spoil that she's kind of a major deal in the movie and spoil other things about her in the movie, which, okay, maybe, but especially because this is essentially Disney, who have to have her been hearing the Black Widow thing for, like, years now. Yeah. And have to have been hearing all the other stuff for years now. Like... You cannot tell me that you guys didn't possibly know that if you don't, if you do not release toys with the female character. Especially when she's the lead. Yeah. 
that you are not going to hear about it. Whatever your actual, whatever your actual, you know, explanation is. And I don't, you know, I have my doubts about the explanation. Like, okay, whatever. I'll take you at face value for the moment, but, like, it would not surprise me in the least if, like, oh, we just didn't think boys would like playing with girl toys was the real reason. And they just glommed onto this other explanation so they didn't seem like douchebags. But yeah, so they're starting to come out with stuff. I think there's still not as much stuff as there should be. But. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's nice that, at least anecdotally, like, I keep hearing about kids for whom that merchandising is not a factor, who love the character anyway, despite the fact that there aren't toys for her, who are not letting the sexist decisions of Marketing. toy manufacturers yeah. make their decisions about whose character oh. they love. So yes, anyway, moving along. I would really love to trace this decision back to where it originated. Yeah. And I mean, I have heard stuff from people who um, have worked with marketing or something like that, you know, who have been secretly have, you know, anonymously said stuff where they, you know, the marketing people have said like, oh, they're not going to buy the toys with the girl or, oh, but you know, another one I've heard is like, they have apparently said that they, they don't want to cannibalize their other, their like, their markets aimed at girls. So basically like, but if we want to sell them Star Wars toys, they won't buy princess toys. Not true. It's like, uh, not true. It could be both. Or if the girls don't want princess toys, you're not giving them an alternative. Yes. They're not just going to buy princess toys because that's all, all they have. If they really don't want, like, the princess stuff. Well, anyway. Okay, <laughs> moving on, moving, moving on. on. But, so let's see, coming up, we've got Valentine's Day. Yes. And we've got, for uh, in the Ontario region, it's uh, Family Day coming up yes. next weekend. And it is Deadpool Week! <laughs> oh my god, so happy. My husband and I have an official date for the 13th. <laughs> to go see Deadpool? To go see Deadpool. <laughs> and this our, is your romantic date night. It is, damn it. And uh, <laughs> our babysitter mm -hmm. will have seen it the night before. And she says, no, I, yeah, this is probably not one to take him to, you know, our son to. Yeah, and no. I won't spoil it for you when I come. Well, it is rated R. So yes. <laughs> that would be kind of a hint. Maybe don't take the kids to No, this let's one. not, you know. And I am loving, actually, his marketing. <laughs> the little snippets that he's been doing up along the way, especially the public service announcements about testicular cancer, yes, was priceless. <laughs> because really, um, everybody knows about how women are supposed to check their breasts once a mm -hmm. month for, and so, and you know, that's pretty. Well known for public service announcements. Yes. But to hear Deadpool speak about <laughs> men, you, while you're doing your favorite thing anyways, <laughs> just reach around a little bit more behind the fresh tomatoes and, you know, let's check a few things out. And if you do find something, don't be a wuss. Go see the doctor. <laughs> you know, stuff like And I'm like, oh my god, you're, you are fucking brilliant. Oh, I'm sorry. He was, he was just fan. <laughs> I am so looking forward to this movie. I am so looking forward to this movie, and I am going to be writing down the one-liners as they happen. <laughs> of course, the other movie, some of us, at least, I don't know if everybody would want to go to this one, um, should make an appointment to make, to go to as a group, is Pride, Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice and Zombies. Zombies. Yes. I have actually seen the things for that one, and I'm like, oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, perk. Um, need to fit this into my schedule, too. Yes. That is... We might need to email Katie and Emily and be like, hey, so who wants to go see this? Is it coming into our region, or is the closest it's coming is... Oh, it's already, it's out. It's out yes. here? Okay, cool. It's already playing here. All right. We'll have I to... have just been working all weekend, so I have Yay. to Okay, so we'll we'll make a... We'll have to try and make a group date. Yes. So we can go see Austin characters killing zombies. Yes! I wonder if they used knitting. I don't know the storyline in the book. Knitting wasn't really, like, a thing amongst that class during that time period. It would have been needlepoint, right? Yeah, it was more embroidery. Knitting was more of a, like, lower class thing yeah. that you do to actually earn money. Um, there is actually knitting in the Jane Austen books. I can tell you exactly where. <laughs> but I will save it for now. So, yes, we have the new season of Peggy Carter is out. And it is fantastic. I am loving it so far. Especially this last week's episode was really good. Lots of backstory. Yeah. Like, so much really interesting backstory. Okay, so are we doing... For both sp- Peggy and the are, main villain. Are we doing spoiler talk? We can maybe do a couple minutes of spoiler talk. Okay. Non-spoiler so, talk. Yeah. Right now. Non-spoiler talk. Really enjoying it so far. I mean, it's it's not as... It's not as heavy or anything as, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Um, it is a bit more like, yay, fun romp adventure story. And especially now with it being set uh, in California. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more colorful than the first season was, too. Yes. <laughs> because they have actual sunshine there. Yeah, and palm trees. Sunshine and, and foliage. And, and flamingos. <laughs> and and um, movie sets and other ladies with bright red lips. Yes. And uh, beautiful wardrobes and things like that. Yes. But moving into... Shall we move into spoiler talk for yep. a minute? Yes. Mainly about this last week's episode, because holy damn, I love it so much. Um, yeah, we get so much backstory on Peggy and both Peggy and the main villain this season, Whitney Frost, who it's the backstory is really amazing and like drawing the parallels between them, but also seeing the moments where they sort of diverge and how like the choices they are given shape the choices that they make. Right. And where their paths go, because Whitney could possibly have been, well, a good person, you know, a good guy and put her gigantic brain to good use to help humanity if she had had the opportunities, the opportunities. And she'd had some of the support that Peggy had. Yep. It's just <sighs> like, oh. like the mom figure in both of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Peggy's mom wasn't terrible, at least from the one bit we saw, at least the couple bits we saw, she wasn't. She was supportive of her, but she was more supportive of her when Peggy was conforming with the societal expectations. True. Because we found out that Peggy was engaged and possibly going to marry someone before, like a couple, even years before she met Cap. Yep. Which was really interesting. Like she is trying on her wedding gown and veil and the whole bit. Yeah. Like, she was going to do this. And say, saying the words, field work, I'm just not cut out for it. I like, don't think I'm cut out for field work. Oh my god! Excuse me? <laughs> but I mean, the main difference is that Peggy at least had her brother to be like, no, I know you can do this. I know you are way better than this drip of a man that you are engaged to. Holy crap. And unfortunately, it's his death that broads. Peggy to actually make the choice to actually use the skill she has and become a field agent. Yep. I mean, fortunately that 
she didn't end up just end up married and quitting, you know, working for, even at that time, she's working at Bletchley Park as a code breaker, which we knew from the first season, but mm-hmm. like, but like, that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty amazing stuff. That was like no slouch. She wasn't just, you know, a secretary somewhere, but whereas Whitney really didn't have, she anyone, didn't have anything, anyone giving she, her she had, any sort of support. She had herself. Yeah. And that's all, I'm guessing that her motto is basically, that's all she's ever looking out for now is herself. Yeah. Yeah. And she also, you know, and she's been given like so few opportunities too, that she takes the one thing she has, which is her, her look, her good look, basically, yeah. which is the one thing she can trade on to gain any sort of, you know, even either get money or influence or any kind of power and be any sort of position where she can do anything with that massive brain. And I think one of the really interesting things about that episode that I saw was, like, you know, just sort of beg the question of, like, how many, how how much have we lost out on a society by the expectations that we have had on various groups of people, including women, mm-hmm. during the past years? Like, like, what have, how many women could have been Peggy Carters? Or how many women could have made amazing scientific discoveries? Or written amazing books? Or you know, done or been amazing politicians or stuff like that, but we did not let them because we had the expectation that that was not the thing that women did. Mm-hmm. Or we had the expectation that, well, when, that you're supposed to get married and that when you got married that you were supposed to basically just devote yourself to house and husband and family and not have a job yourself or not do other things. Because, I mean, speaking of Austin, like one of the things people have said is there was a couple times where she could have... There was one time where she was proposed to she said yes, and then the next morning she was like, she took it back. She canceled the engagement because she, I guess, had the night to think about it and was like, no. And I mean, back then that meant that she ended up, as a spinster, relying on the support of her brother. Both her, her mother, and her sister ended up, you know, basically living off his support. But people have questioned, like, if she had gotten married, would we have had the novels that we have books? today? Yeah. Would we have gotten. Pride and Prejudice and Sense of Sensibility and Persuasion and all the other books that she wrote. And so it's also, you know, in this episode, you sort of have to look at like how many women were in Peggy's shoes and didn't make that, yeah, didn't take take that opportunity because there was the expectation that they would get married. And so they, they never achieved the things that they could have because partly because, you know, and partly because there was that expectation that once you're married, Like it used to be the rule, you know, for a long time, it was the rule that like when you got married, you left your job. Places did not employ married women. Yep. Because your job was to be at home with the kids or with the husband or keeping, you know, keeping the house. And so it's like Peggy could have gone the same way. (laughs) We could have never had Peggy Carter. We can't imagine our Peggy any other way. I mean, and that spreads out into other areas too. Like, you know, how many, how many people... How many amazing scientific discoveries or amazing artistic things do we lose out on, still lose out on, because we have expectations of, say, lower income or, you know, minority ethnicity kids? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the expectation, especially in some, you know, inner city schools or poorer schools that like, oh, well, you know, these kids aren't going to college, you know, and people have that expectation. So the kids never get the opportunity to actually show what they can do. Right. And it's like, the show is not always terribly subtle <laughs> about the things about the things it does. It's a clue by four? Yes. It's kind of obvious, and sometimes they, they don't always handle it the greatest. But 
I think this one, this episode was a really good. It was excellent. Yes. Illustration of that. Now, speaking of uh, advancements for people in science. Yes. What is this about the Earth being flat? <sighs> I yes. did not get the memo. Oh my god! I need to look up the name of this dude. It's who's a rapper? Bob, right? Yeah, rapper. So, like a couple of weeks ago. Rapper B.O.B. claimed that the Earth was flat. And his reasoning was was because you couldn't see it. Yes. You couldn't see. He tweeted number numerous times that the horizon, uh, something about the horizon never appears to be curved. And then also says that if the Earth was spherical, then buildings on the horizon should be out of sight as they'd curve around with the Earth. And he's accused NASA, NASA of being the gatekeepers of the information. And all of the space uh, yes. images are photoshops. So, of course, our hero... Oh, my God. Neil deGrasse Tyson could not let this stand. And Tyson came in on, uh, on January 25th and pointed out some of the flaws in his argument. Um, they mentioned, looking at an article from IFL Science right now, um, where apparently the B.O.B. said that the New York City skyline shouldn't be visible from, like, 97 kilometers away at Harriman State Park's Bear Mountain. And Neil deGrasse Tyson says that, yes, the Earth's curve does indeed block around 150 feet of the Manhattan skyline from that point. However, most of the buildings are lots taller than that. There's also, you know, I think I also remember, like, reading about, you know, there's also certain ways that, like, light refracts around the the Earth that can mean that you can actually see things that, you might not otherwise be able to see. But, so, B.O.B. posted a three and a half minute rap called Flatline. Oh my god, really? Yes. Which, in which he argued with Neil deGrasse Tyson and mentions him by name. Oh. In it. Along like, how do you even know that the Earth is round? You can't prove it. And, let's see. Yeah, the track features lyrics including Globalists see me as a threat. Free thinking got the world at my neck. (sighs) I, Neil Tyson, need to loosen up his vest. They'll probably write that man one hell of a check. Indoctrinated in a cult called Science and graduated to a club full of liars. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay, just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't, you know, just because you think it also doesn't mean it's as true as science. Science is stuff you can prove. It's like, dude, have you never seen a picture of the Earth from space? But those are photoshopped. Yeah, I actually saw, it wasn't him, but I was actually looking at a Twitter at a Twitter thread the other day where someone was arguing the flat Earth thing. And he was like, oh, that's all Photoshop. That's all lies, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, prove, you know, prove that the Earth is round. Prove that the Earth is round. And people keep pointing him, like, pictures from NASA, you know, mathematics. And he's like, oh, all that myth, mathematics, and physics is just made up. And it's like, dude, I keep giving you proof, but it's not going to help if you don't, like, believe any of the proof. Like, I don't know what it, what proof he expects when he's like, math right. and he's, physics is all he's, made up. He is not believing anything... That he cannot see in yeah. his... Has he not been on tour? Like, has he not gone beyond the range of what our horizon should be? Oh, but there's there's something where, like, if you go, like, a certain... He would say that, like, they make you fly in certain ways so you can't tell that the Earth is flat. Or, like, yeah, but it's, it's just like, ah. Uh, and finally, it, the whole thing is it's so infuriating to read because it's like, oh, my God. You keep asking for proof and then you, you think all kinds of proof is just made up. Because, like, holy God, it's just the most infuriating thing. 
So, I know. We send him to Mars. Yes. And leave him there. Yes. <laughs> Please. Because. One way ticket off You the can planet. see out the window. Ta-da. It's round. The Earth is flat. And the Earth is round. Bye-bye. Now bye. goodbye. Bye-bye. Get off my planet. Um, uh, apparently you're bringing, you're, you're lowering the entire IQ of the planet. Because yeah, there are a group of rock stars or celebrities that are following suit with this. And I don't know if it's just the latest stunt craze to get publicity, but it is... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, oh, yeah. But the best part is that by the following afternoon, Neil deGrasse Tyson responded with a rap. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't hear about this. Oh, man. Well, actually, really, it was the help of his, his hip-hop museum ne- musician nephew, Steve Tyson, did a rap. I did not hear about this. In response. Oh. So we have a rap battle featuring Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, my God. I don't like rap, and I don't care. But this is the best. Where is it? They say, you can find, I've got the, I'll link the, the article that has both of them, so you can listen to them if you want. But uh, it says the rap finishes with the line, the Neil deGrasse Tyson one finishes with the line, dude, to be clear, being five centuries regressed in your reasoning doesn't mean we can't all still like your music. <laughs> and, oh, I should find the video. He was on, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on the nightly show mm-hmm. with Larry Wilmore talking about this. Yes. And he was like giving this amazing speech about like why you are so wrong. And he finished it up and said, he said something like, by the way, this is called right. gravity. gravity. And, and dro- literally the dropped the mic. It, it was, was amazing. Oh, I was like, this is the best. Science boner right there. Yep. In your face. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you are amazing. I love you so much. You love him enough, you are going to go see him. Yes! He's going to be in Toronto. He's going to be speaking in Toronto for two nights at the end of February. And I have tickets to go see him on the Wednesday night. I'm so happy. It's going to be awesome. Oh my god, science voter! Yeah, so yeah, we'll have to link to the, the, the rap battle. I want to. I want to listen to that after yeah, we, we can record when we finish. Okay, you want to talk about science that we can't explain? <laughs> yes. So the other, of course, the other thing in TV is the X Files. Yes, X Files is back. back. Um, I'm trying to put together a little like special episode about it so we can just squeal and like discuss. Also, so we can like reminisce about like the history of the fandom and stuff like that because. Guys, I have been in this since I was 13. 93, man, I have been watching. I've seen maybe four episodes. And I don't know if maybe it just wasn't something that hit the Caribbean Mm -hmm. or whatever, but this is something, this is pop culture that I found after I got to the mainland, is what we call it. Oh, and... I have episodes we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so X-Files is, like, it was probably my first major, one of my first major internet fandoms, and I loved X-Files so much. And until they, they started, it did get to the point where it's like, okay, obviously this is Fox making them keep going when they really don't have the ideas to keep it going. And it wasn't so great in the last couple seasons. But so far, but X-Files is back. And so far, it's really good. This past week's episode... Oh my god, I love it so much. So much. It was like, I was watching it, it was like, it had sort of a message to it, but it was also really goofy and really funny, and I'm like, oh my god, this is my X-Files back. I love this so much. 
This, this is the show. This is the show I love. And what will your other two wishes be, dear? <laughs> <laughs> that they keep making them. Okay. Because they're awesome. Oh, did you see the, the Facebook Friends Day thing yes. that was going Captain around? America Civil War? No, I didn't. Oh, God. Yeah, by the way, I think, I forget if someone posted it on the, on the thread, on the Ravelry thread, but there was um, basically a couple days ago for Friends Day, Facebook made a thing where, like, you could have them play your Friends yeah. video. And it would use pictures and stuff. It was like, remember when you had, you and your friends did this? And so stuff. They did one for Captain America Civil War. And it was all about, and the last shot of it is Cap and Tony standing looking at each other and someone reaches in and goes, rip! Rips the paper in two. It's like, oh god. Though in a slight, in a sad moment, we should mention, even though it's, you know, it's a couple weeks old, but we should mention. I'm still not okay. I know you're not okay. This um, is the news of the passing of Alan Rickman. Yes. I was, like, literally when I found out, like, it was a few weeks ago, I was checking my Twitter feed in the morning before I got up for work, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just refresh it one more time before I get up. And that's when I saw all the posts saying about, oh no, Alan Rickman. I saw it, too, in the morning, and I wasn't going to believe it until somebody with some sort of authority, had verified it. Yeah. I saw a lot of people who were uh, like, no, I need an official source yeah. for this. And when it did happen, it's, oh, oh, well, ouch. Yeah, so the world has lost Alan Rickman. And, like, I swear, like, not even kidding, not even exaggerating, there were so many times in the next couple of days I almost started crying when I saw stuff on Twitter. Because, like, of course, then immediately I see everybody posting things that say always. But then the two things that really got me was at platform, the the sign for platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross Station, people were leaving flowers. Yeah. And the thing that that got me so hard was, I think it's, if I remember correctly, it was at the the Warner, it was at the Harry Potter theme park, theme park at, at Universal. Yeah. In Florida. I guess there's a part, if I remember correctly, there's a part where you get sort of walk through Hogwarts before you get to the sort of the major ride there. And one of the parts you go by is a door that's labeled Potions Classroom. And I guess either just after opening or before opening or something like that, someone had left a single white lily lily at the door. And I saw that and I just started like, oh my god, I'm at work, I can't cry. I can't cry right now. It's like, oh. Yeah. But yeah, so, but at least, but the thing is, like, we have so much of his amazing work and left. We will still hear enjoy. him in Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yes. It's going to be hard. Yeah. I watched, we watched um, Sense and Sensibility that weekend. Oh. And Mom and I got a little teary because, oh. oh my God, he's so good. If you haven't seen it, he's so good in that. Yeah, like, he's he is. He's so heartbreakingly, like, you can tell that his. He, his character in that movie is so like steadfastly in love, disciplined and but yeah not showing it because he doesn't think it can happen and it is so heartbreaking and wonderful um i am not going to be watching deathly hallows part 2 anytime soon <laughs> not going to happen though i was wearing the potion master, master stole. stole for the next couple of days um you were hugging it in sleep yeah and i did actually go back and listen to our first two episodes, because of course we talked about the that's right the movie then. Um, and also, I need to so you know raise our wands in a moment in a moment of tribute. 
Yep. But um, I will have to post, if I can find it, I should be able to find it again because it should be in my YouTube history. Someone posted, there was, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel, Benedict Cumberbatch was on one week and he was doing his Alan Rickman impression. Yep. And then I guess like a few weeks later, Alan Rickman was on Jimmy Kimmel and he was kind of giving him crap for like, yeah, I saw the, the imitation that he was doing of me. And so he comments on it by taking balloons yes. that are full of helium, helium and breathing it in and doing his like, I don't see how that's fair. And he's like talking with helium voice, which really like, considering he doesn't get a huge lung full of it, so his his voice doesn't go really comically high, it actually just brings it up to like normal level instead of that deep bass voice that he has. And it's really funny. And he sounds like a, sounded like a wonderful person. Like, all the tributes that I saw from Emma Thompson and from Daniel Radcliffe and from um, Ivana Lynch, who played Luna Lovegood, had, especially, had an especially sweet one. It's like, he sounded like, he sounded like an amazing person. But he was like, very oh. private. That's why most of his fan base, nobody yeah. knew that he was ill. Yeah. Very private life. Yeah. And the other thing, I really want to see him. I didn't realize that this, this had come out uh, two years ago, 2014. I think it's called A Little Bit of Chaos. Yes, I want to see that. It's a story um, with Kate Winslet and um, a story about designing the gardens for um, Louis, the Sun King in France. Yeah. And Alan Rickman plays the Sun King. Yeah. Fantastic. He directed that as well. Really? Did yeah. he? Yeah. I, I really want to see it. I want to see that. We will have to see if we can find it and watch it. Because that sounds like a fantastic. I mean, just imagine with all of the wigs and the mm -hmm. courtiers and all of the. Yeah. Fineries are going on on Alan Rickman. Yeah. I've seen the trailer. Just... It looks really cute. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Yes. So anyway, moving out of that moment of tribute and into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. Yep. Make us feel better with yarn. Yes. And yarny things. Yarn and stuff. Okay. So a couple things. There's There's been a few things that have come out lately where it's like, yay, more representation. Yes. After yeah. our discussion about not yes. having um, female character leads from Star Wars, yeah. for example, not in their merchandising. But yes, so apparently Barbie has finally in is finally introducing curvy, petite, and tall versions of the dolls to their doll line. Yes. Which is amazing. Which is a big step for Barbie. Yeah. Who has been mired in the same sort of look for the last... Yes, I mean, it was years. it was a big deal when she started having different ethnicities. Yeah. But she was still the same shape. Yeah. It, you know, good, good for them. It's about time. Yeah, and I think it's, when they say curvy, I think it's more realistically curvy than I, the, I the, believe, the, I, the bonkers measurements she has right now. Yes, I, I would agree. The I probably fit smushed in between the curvy and petite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'll, and again, more representation. Lego has also introduced a figure a minifigure in a wheelchair, which is awesome. And I think you can even get it. You can also swap out minifigures in it, I'm pretty sure. Cool. So that, you know, if you have a minifigure of a different ethnicity, you could have that figure in the yes. wheelchair. Which is awesome. Yay, more representation. Yes. Like, look at the amount of... Not even, like, look at how much these things are selling. Look at how much press these country these companies are getting. Other companies. Cough, Marvel. Cough. <laughs> um, those thinking of representation and stuff, uh, one thing that we didn't have on the list that um, I am super craving and want to get is Lego Marvel Avengers. Yes, you are. I really want it. 
for various reasons, including Coulson, but also because Ms. Marvel is in it as his Squirrel Girl. I want it so bad. I know you do. I want to see Ms. Marvel. I think I've seen little. I've seen little bits, and it looks like she is like her wonderfully fangirlish self. In That's front wonderful. Of the There's also like. Clark Gregg was also obviously having lots of fun doing the voice of Coulson and having lots of really bad jokes, including a joke about someone giving him a hand. Nice. Yes. That's beautiful. And I can't remember what some of the other ones were, but there's other ones were like, oh my god, that is terrible. You were... He makes jokes about the Dub Smash War. Yes, you tell me that. Oh my god. They referenced the Dub Smash War. And Peggy Carter's in it too. Oh my god, I want to play this so bad. Now, which one is this? This is Lego Marvel Avengers. Okay. It just came out. It's available for PlayStation. I know the PC version is available on Steam because I looked it up to see how much it would cost. And also with the, the requirements of it work because I want it so bad. I know you do. But yes, if we want to go with lower tech things. <laughs> lower tech as in, do you mean illuminated manuscripts? Yes. So since coloring books are all the rage, maybe you don't have access to the latest Harry Potter coloring book or mm -hmm. Hunger Games. I saw a coloring book today and it was called Hot Guys Coloring Book. And it <laughs> okay. was literally all of the bad cheesy lines that go with men that are only half dressed. <laughs> but you get to color them in. And, I, and I'm in my head I'm thinking, okay, you get to be purple with mm -hmm. polka dots because you're just that cheesy. <laughs> but... If you're looking along the lines of something a bit more detailed and a bit more, um, let's see, what would you say? Uh, classy. Classy. Historical. Okay, there we go. <laughs> How about some illuminated manuscripts to color? Yeah, it's part of a, a celebration this last week called Color Our Collections, which a lot of different libraries and museums have been adding to, including you've got, what's the one you've got there? It just shows the letter letter D. But you got it from the... From that link. Yes, say it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right. I think it's called pronounced the Bodleian Library. The Bodleian Library? Yeah, from okay. Oxford. Well, Which, incidentally, is one of the ones they've used as a set for Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so the letter D from the Bodleian... Bodleian Oxford Library. Yeah, it's from a, a medieval manuscript, and actually it's got an image of a... Of a scribe or a cardinal. Somebody yeah. who's sitting in the middle of the uh, D, actually, yeah, scribing. out a book. And we've got the usual uh, flora and, and fauna and cherubs and um, scroll work. Yeah, and there's a lot of other museums and libraries that have been doing it. If you look at... Um, I just googled Color Our Collections Roundup, and I got me a link to the info docket blog which is done by library journal and it's infodocket.com and on there they have a roundup to of links for the library coloring books so it includes things oh look at them all yep it includes the new york public library and university of north carolina libraries uh, a couple of Smithsonian libraries. I don't see that listed on here yet, library. actually. If you Google co color our collections, you'll find links to where they've posted them. And even though it was mainly for like February 1st to 5th, the the links to the, the books are still online. They're just not having the big Twitter thing where they're asking people to color them in and then post Twitter pictures Whee! and stuff. But there's a lot of really cool stuff in those. And a lot of them include 
Um, like some of them include like books of poetry, like the, you know, the frontispieces of them, or like some of their, like the natural history books that they have. So like different specimens of like animals and insects and things like that you can color. It's really cool. And then if you're, if your tastes in color are running towards the knitting part of things, <laughs> there is a pattern from Wendy Johnson that you might be interested in. And also if you're a little bit crazy, because this is kind of epic. It's called the Crazed Scandinavian Cowl. And it is a cowl made up of a bunch of different sort of traditional Scandinavian color work patterns. In the pattern pictures that we're looking at, it is gray and white, but yeah. just imagine it. With, say, leftover sock yarn. Mm -hmm. Well, if I go to the products page, you can see it in all sorts of different colors. They're really gorgeous patterns. Some of them are pretty intricate. And it's basically, it's knit as a tube, but as a narrow tube. So mm -hmm. what you do is you, you knit as a tube and then you sew the two ends together. I've seen a, a trend of these kinds of cowls happening more and more. I think another cowl was, these are a few of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. And that that had a similar concept of designs going up the tube, only it was a lot more, it was louder with, yeah. a, with a lot of different colors. Yeah. And this one is, this one is knit as stranded knitting. But all of the ends are on the inside of the tube. Yep. It's pretty epic and I, I want to do it. Somebody made pants. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it looks like this is more worsted weight, so this would not be. Uh, no, it's fingering. Okay, so someone might have done it. Like someone might have done a version in worsted weight, but the pattern itself calls for eighteen hundred yards of fingering weight. Whoa. Yeah. So like nine hundred yards of each color. Dude. Yeah, that's a lot of yarn. Yes, it is. But it's so pretty. And it'd be so nice and warm and cozy, too. <laughs> this, it says the design is presented in 18 large clear charts. Oh. <laughs> She's also got a couple others. This is the Hobbit are, all over again. Yeah. She's got a couple others that are similar. There's the leftovers. Yeah, leftovers. Yeah. So in that case, you do it in all different colors, and there's a bunch of smaller stitch patterns that you can do in all your leftover yarns. There's also the Nordic border cowl. Which is sort of the same as the other one, except it's all border patterns. So they're, most of them are much narrower. The other, mm -hmm. the, the Scandinavian, the crazed Scandinavian cowl has some very large motifs. Whereas these are all a lot smaller ones that are super pretty. And I want to do that one too. <laughs> now, if that's not enough knitting to get along with, we have a knit along planned. Or crochet along, or. Or whatever along. along even. Yep. Basically, what we're going to do is a Canadian knit-along, which gives you lots of room to work with. It also gives lots of Canadian, let, lets lots of Canadians breathe a sigh of relief because with the Canadian dollar right now? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. At the moment, the Canadian dollar is terrible. Um, it's actually improved over what it was. <laughs> improved. So instead of, you know, paying a dollar forty, a dollar forty-five for an American dollar, it's only a dollar thirty-nine. Yep. Or $1.38. We... So yeah, so we've decided to do a Canadian knit-along. What that means is working with either yarn from a Canadian mill or a Canadian indie dyer. Or Canadian source. Yeah, Canadian source. And or working on a pattern from a Canadian designer. Yeah. And I can say too that that could be, with those, it could be either someone who maybe was born elsewhere and moved to Canada 
or someone who's born in Canada and has moved elsewhere, y'all are still Canadian. Yep. So, so there's a lot of room for this. And I actually found um, on a, I think it was a Canadian designers group on Ravelry. There's actually a, I found a, a spot where people can like put in their names or list different Canadian designers. Cool. So that includes people like Anna Dalvey, who does the knit and nag designs, who did the AF Yala Yokel shawl <laughs> um, that I did for the Hobbit Alone a couple years ago. That includes tin can knits. Yes, it does. That includes a lot of different designers. Ones Kate Atherley and Kim from Indigo Dragonfly mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of people. We will provide yes. a lot of suggestions. And Glenna. Hi, Glenna. Yes. And so, like, you know, if you're in the States, you may want to order yarn from Canada because everything in it, you know, everything that you pay for, including the shipping, is actually going to be less in American money. Cheaper. Than it is in Canadian money. You're going to save like 40% on everything. Just think of it as a sale that's going on for Americans only. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, And for people who are elsewhere in the world, like, I think the euro right now, the Canadian is not great next to it either. But in your case, I know the shipping, you know, even with the the change in in currency, the shipping might outweigh (laughs) the benefit. But you can use Canadian patterns, and we, you know, and if you're from elsewhere in the world and you're using Canadian pattern, we'd always handmaiden. Yes, handmaiden. And I have handmaiden. Yes. Oh my god. And Tannis counts. Yes, Tannis as well. And a whole bunch of others, which is getting a list. But you know, we'd also suggest like if you can, you could do it out of local yarn. Yep. A Canadian pattern out of local yarn. That's perfectly fine. Which would also help your local. Yes, your local economy. Indie dyers and wool producers and things like that. So yeah, we'll create a thread for it on the group. And it's just sort of a fun, like, hey, here's... Here's some things <laughs> here's to get some you going. exposure for some people who, economically, it's not going great right now. <laughs> um, especially when we're trying to order stuff, when we have to order stuff from the States. Because holy crap. Especially because, you know, especially because depending on where they're sourcing their dye and stuff from. Yeah. And where they're sourcing their stuff from, you know, what mills they're sourcing their, their yarn from. But anyways. Probably, ouch. <laughs> okay, so think about that. Let that roll around in your heads a little yes. bit. I have ideas. I'm sure you I do. I have an idea of what I want to do I'm already. sure you do. And what was all else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And, that, you know, and, and because of the, you know, obviously because of the cost elsewhere in the world. You know, I know like the in Australia and New Zealand, the dollar is just about at par with the Canadian dollar. So in that case, like the shipping would probably make it terrible if you guys wanted to use Canadian yarn, but that's why you can use a Canadian pattern. Yep. And there's lots to choose from. So yes, yeah, so I think that's about it. Okay. So we will try and do the next uh, podcast before, um, you know, summer. Yeah. In a bit more <laughs> timely manner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've had freelance and regular full-time work and I've had work and college courses so anyways, all right, everybody, and to everybody who's out there um, in the big uh, sporty convention, get the ball, do the thing, score the points. Yes. <laughs> Hope you have fun and yep. that your team wins, even though I know that isn't a possi- is an impossibility. I hope the both of you win and everybody's happy. Yeah, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Not going to happen. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or comment at our blog at knit1geek2.mtpockets.org. That's 
K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can find us on Twitter and on Periscope at at Knit1Geek2. You can also discuss the episodes and other geeky things at our Ravelry group. Just search for Knit1Geek2 in the groups tab. You can also email us at Knit1Geek2 at gmail.com. And remember, in space, no one can hear you squee. Sorry, everybody. That was a, a cat in a loom having an altercation. Yeah. It's okay, Peanut. Come here. Say heck no, Mom. Come here. That thing's loud. It's okay. Come here. <laughs> oh, poor scared kitty. Okay. Yes. So we lost. Stomach, seriously. My stomach is moaning in pain at the loss. <laughs>